today we're going to talk about the biblical man, the man that's living according to God's word and his business. The biblical man and his business. The question is, does God care how you handle your personal finances? Uh, does it matter? Does he care? Uh, does he care what kind of car you drive? Does he care uh, what kind of house payment you have? Does he care if you have credit cards? Uh, is he concerned if you're always concerned about finances? Is he concerned if you never worry about finances? And our question again today is, does God care about your personal finances? Now, let me just tell you very truthfully, I've really never heard this addressed uh, in any great detail from the pulpit. I've never heard a preacher say, our message today is on your personal finances. I've heard messages on uh, desiring wealth and, and greed and the, and the root of all evil is money. Uh, I've heard that. I've also heard messages, and you hear it on TV, that God wants to bless you financially and he wants to show favor to you financially if you'll sow a seed of faith. And I've heard those type of, of messages. But I, I really do not hear uh, anybody say, this is what God has said about your personal finances. Well, that's what we're going to look at today. And let me just go ahead and set the truth. Let me, let me just be clear today and be sure of this. God wants his people focused on the eternal. And be sure you understand that. Uh, he wants his people to serve his eternal cause. The Bible tells us in the book of Matthew that we're to lay up for ourselves uh, not treasures here, but we're to lay up treasures in heaven. And he wants us to be sold out to his eternal cause. And be sure that's established. Be sure you understand that as a follower of Jesus Christ, we exist for an eternal purpose, and he wants you to serve his eternal cause. However, that happens and that is better able to happen when we've taken care of the temporary issue of our finances, when we've given order to, when we've ordered our personal finances. Now, what that means is this. If you find a man and he is obsessed, he is driven by the, the desire to have more money and he, he wants to have success financially and he wants a bigger pay and it's always about the bigger pay or he wants a bigger payday or a bigger deal and that's what he's focused on, uh, that man will not, I promise you, be devoted fully to the cause of God. Now, the Bible says you cannot be devoted to two uh, to two things. You can't be devoted to God and money. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 says that. Uh, so you find a guy and that's their, what they're focused on and they're consumed with the desire to have more wealth. They're not going to be able to fully serve our God. However, at the same time, and sometimes we talk about that guy, man, look at him. He's, he's materialistic. He's worried about money. Understand at the same time, if you find a man and his credit cards are maxed out, and his electric bill's due, and he's not sure how he's going to pay his electric bill, uh, and, and he's just got enough money barely to make it till Friday, uh, I want to tell you in the very same way, I don't think that man can focus on an eternal cause. I don't think that man can focus on the mission that Jesus has for us. And so understanding both of those truths, God and his word gives us some guidelines about our personal business, about our personal finances. So today, very quickly, we're going to look at four things as a person who desires to honor Jesus Christ, to follow Christ, four things uh, we're to be 
when it comes to our personal finances, when it comes to our personal business. So again, four things, four truths that we're to be when it comes to our personal finances. First one is this, and here we go. First one is this. We're to be wise. We're to be wise. Proverbs chapter 27, verses 23 through 24 says this. Know the condition of your flocks and pay attention to your herds for riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. Hear that again. Proverbs 27, beginning in verse 23. Know the condition of your flocks and pay attention to your herds for riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. Now, most of us here, in fact, I'm gonna say none of us here uh, are making a living from, from sheep or from goats. Uh, but what this means in our context is this. You are to know your business. You're to know your business. You're to know when your bills are due. You're to know, you're to know what bills are due. Uh, you're to know how much money is coming in and, and when that money is coming in. Uh, you're to know how much money you have in the bank, how much money you have on top of your dresser. Uh, you're to think about and to plan for the fact that you're probably going to spend more money uh, during the Christmas time and buy some stuff. And you're to know well the condition of your flocks. What that tells us is when it comes to our personal finances, we have to be wise. Uh, we can't just go through life with our head in, our sand, in the sand. It's not just happenstance. Um, we're to be wise when it comes to our personal finances. Think about this and think about how we're raising kids today. We live in an age where we say, get it now and worry about it later. Or get it now and if it works out, that's fine. If it doesn't work out, we'll do something about that later. The Bible says you are to know your business. You're to be wise. So the first thing we see, we're to be wise. Second thing, we're to be diligent. Now what that means is this. The first thing you need to do is you need to know your business. The second thing you need to do is you need to take care of your business. You need to be diligent. Here's the biblical truth. Not a lot of people are preaching this message. Here's the biblical truth. The way that God intends us to be blessed with money. Now you hear a lot about God wants us to have money and he wants to bless us and he's given us abundant life. Well, I want to tell you that the way that God intends for us to be blessed with money is to work for that money. Creflo Dollar's not going to tell you that. God's favor in our finances is not going to come in a windfall. Boy, I, I like a windfall. It's not going to come with a check that mysteriously comes in the mail. God's favor in our finances is not going to be a picture on Facebook of a stack of money. And if you share it with 10 people, money's coming to all 10 of you. That's not how God's favor works in our finances. God's favor works when he reveals to us a job where we can work and where we can earn money. Bible talks about a whole bunch of places in the book of Proverbs, the lazy sluggard. I don't know if you know what a slug is, but a lazy sluggard, a, a slimy blob that just creeps along. Uh, that's the analogy he uses for this person. Says, you know what they do? They bury their head in their feed dish. 
They turn and they turn in their bed. They're not even going to get out of bed. They're going to sleep the day away. Uh, they say, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. I've got time enough to do it tomorrow. And it talks about this lazy sluggard all the way through the book of Proverbs. It says, you know what, he ends up, he ends up as poor. He is poor. He turns in his bed. He won't get up. He's poor. He eats all day long. He's not worried about his business. He'll take care of it tomorrow. He is poor. Did you know there's a biblical formula to be poor. That's what it shows us here. Now, now, now be sure of this. Sometimes people have health issues and, and unexpected bills come. Sometimes um, there's a death and, and, and unexpected bills come. Sometimes there's a mother and the dad's run off and she's raising a whole bunch of kids and it's tough for her. But I want to tell you a lot of times when you find somebody and they're living in poverty, you look, sometimes it's because nobody there wants to work tell you this, and I, I see it all the time, nothing is sadder to find people created in the image of God who've been given the ability to work and they stand in the food lines with their hand out like it's a job. Uh, we go over here on Thursday and we're going to go to the USSV on Tuesday and we've got this system down, especially able-bodied Men. So the first thing, you know, when it comes to your personal finances, you need to be wise. The second thing, you need to be diligent. You need to know your business, but you also need to take care of your business. Third thing, you want to be wise? You want to be diligent? Third thing is this, be careful. Be careful. I actually broke this one into two parts, and, and here's the two parts. The first one is this, we are to save money. Did you know it is biblical that God intends for us, he intends for you to save, to be careful, to know that things sometimes pop up, that sometimes things go wrong, and so therefore we are to save money. I was looking at a statistic. Uh, the Federal Reserve Bank did a survey. This was in 2014. Uh, they did a survey. Listen to this. This is pretty crazy. 50% of Americans cannot come up with $400 for an emergency without borrowing it from somewhere or somebody or selling something. 50%, that's what the Federal Reserve Bank says, 50% of people, if an emergency happened, they couldn't come up with $400 unless they borrowed it from somebody or unless they sold something. That same study says 21% of Americans have no money. If you got $10, I don't have $10. 62% of Americans have less than $1,000 in available cash. You know what? That's a lot of stress. That's a lot of worry. That's a lot of anxiety. Something comes up and my kids hurt. My tires ruined on my car and I can't find $400 to take care of it. That's a lot of stress. You know what, something's going on at the church and, and you'd like to help and maybe we're going to finance a missionary, maybe we're going to take care of, of, a, of a lady that's in need and you can't help because your finances are messed up. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 through 8, and you can go read those verses, but basically it says this, look at the ant. You think you're a big deal? Look at the ant, the little tiny ant who works in the summer, who stacks things up in the harvest, and when the winter comes, they're sitting there and they're safe because they have saved. So the first part of being careful is saving. Second part of being careful, and it's amazing, it's biblical. Second part of being careful is, is observing and taking note of your credit, your credit. One of the greatest tools of Satan, I believe, in 2016, and it's totally changed American's culture, is the rampant 
unwise use of credit. Materialism, I believe, has bred that into us. It has totally changed our culture today. Now think about this. If you need a house, if you want to have a house, you buy it on credit. Now that you know what, there's no money down and there's 30-year deals and you can pay twice for it in interest, but we buy our houses on credit. If you need a car, you're going to buy it on credit. If your wife needs a car, you're going to buy it on credit. If you have a young kid that's now starting to high school, you're going to have three cars and you're going to buy all of them on credit. Uh, somebody's going to go to college. How are we going to do that? We're going to go and we're going to do it on credit. Uh, you need stuff. We need clothes. School's starting. Christmas is coming. We're going to buy it on credit. And then you enter in credit cards. Uh, we're going to put our stuff on that. An emergency pops up. We're going to charge it to our credit cards. Think about how we even purchase stuff today. How many times do we say, how much does that cost? And how little can I pay for that? Instead, all of us say, what's the monthly payment? What about this car? Well, what's the monthly payment? What about this house? It's, it's twice more than I need. Well, it fits your monthly payment. Because of that, marriages are stressed out. People are stressed out. And I can't tell you how many people come and they're broken down and they're worried and they're tired and they seem hopeless and it all goes back to credit. The Bible says this, 2,500 years ago, there was no visa 2,500 years ago. There wasn't a payday loan 2,500 years ago. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7 says this. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. You know what that says? If you have an unwise use of credit, you become a slave to the lender. When you say, well, I'm nobody's slave. What did you get up today to go to work for? Pay some bills. What did you get up and go to work for? take care of some credit card. Well, this isn't what I wanted to do today. I wanted to do something else. Guess what? You owe too much to do what you want to do. And we've become somebody's slave because of the unwise use of credit. Third thing is we're to be careful. We're to be careful. We're to be wise. We're to be diligent. We're also to be careful. Let me tell you this about the church. People talk about abuse in the church and, 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 and poor spending of money in the church. Most churches I know are doing God's work with God's people's money. I, I truly believe that. But you look in our area, you look around most churches, uh, they're up to their neck. And it's week to week. And the budget is tight. And we're coming down to the end of the year and it's going to be tight with the budget. What could God's people do with the 12% we're giving to a car, the 24% we're giving to Citibank, we're to be careful with our funds. And so we're to be wise, we're to be diligent, we're to be careful. And then the fourth thing is this, and I think it's something that we probably do not expect, but it is this, we're to be generous. We're to be generous. Uh, now that may seem crazy. I thought we we're supposed to save, and all of a sudden one of the things we're supposed to be generous. That seems counterproductive. Um, I want to tell you this, and, and maybe this is, is more evident than anything, uh, God's economy works different than the world's economy. God's system is not the world's system. And he tells us as his people, we're to be generous. Let me show you some verses. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 says, One gives freely, yet grows richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. You ever met people like that? Proverbs 19, 17 says, Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord. And the Lord will repay him for his deed. Psalm chapter 
112 verse 5 says, It is well with the man who is gracious and lends. All that means this, as a follower of Jesus Christ, as a person who received much because of God's grace, we as a people are to be a gracious, generous people. World can't see that. World can't understand that. But let me tell you this. God will bless it. So here you are, and you're a man desiring to honor Christ and to live for him and to, to operate according to what God says. When it comes to our personal finances, we're to be wise. We're to know the condition of our finances. We're to be diligent. We're to understand God's method of securing money is to get a job and to work for that money. We're to be careful. We're to save money. We're not to get unwise in the use of credit. And we're to be generous as God's people. His principles in his word. Glad you're here today. Pray that God spoke to you. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. I'll lead us in a word of prayer. We'll be dismissed. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today. We're thankful for you. We're thankful that in something that we might consider insignificant, something that we might consider our business and not your business, something that we might think, well, we have a plan and we're not going to listen to your plan, that you give us clear details about how we're to live as a biblical man seeking to honor you with our finances. I pray that we've been trained today through the hearing of your word. Pray that maybe we've been convicted and we understand there's some things we ought to change. Uh, we also understand that you extend grace. We can be forgiven, but I, I pray that we would draw a line in the sand and we would operate according to your biblical principles. I pray for, for stress that's lifted as we start to operate according to your plan. Pray for homes that become stronger. Pray for marriages that become stronger. Pray for a church that's able to operate as you've intended it to operate. Again, when your people follow your direction and your word. Pray for the men in this room. Bless them, lead them, encourage them, strengthen them. Pray as we head out into this world that we would look like you, that we would talk like you, we would respond like you, and you'd find for yourself men that stand upon the truth of your word. Help us in that. We tell you today we love you and we thank you, we praise you. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.